The simple truth is the job just didn't get done. Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. Oh, and once in a while, I tend to goal. Uh, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. I thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast, also for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Got a uh, bit of a reflection, uh, hopefully some inspiration, motivation episode uh, here for you right now. Um, this past weekend, we had another one of those uh, all-day ball hockey, one-day ball hockey tournaments. Uh, this time I played in net. As you know, that has been the thing uh, and the theme of this last kind of winter has been the uh, the goaltending crusade and finding myself back in net. Uh, the problem is, and maybe I'm the only one who feels like this, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's, goalies can always relate to other goalies, Right. And, uh, so first and foremost, it's funny how in these events, you know, anybody can steal a game, anybody can play badly in the game, whatever it is, but, um, it all kind of evens out in the end because it's a long drawn out day. Uh, but where I was going to go with that is that there's this feeling and sensation of losing as a goalie and winning as a team. And... I think for me, when I look at that or think about that, I mean, that has always been the struggle and why I've long said, I don't know that I would ever want my kids to play in net. Uh, Not that I wouldn't be a phenomenal resource to them, a phenomenal aid, uh, you know, parent coach, all of that. Just the psychological component of it is it's a very, very, very lonely position. Uh, I know yesterday, like my teammates um, during, you know, it, so it's it, ball hockey was is played on two halves, at least where I play, it's played two halves. Uh, this tournament is a little condensed uh, format, so the periods were slightly shorter. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, in this condensed format, um, and it was go, 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 man, the action was intense. But nonetheless, um, didn't find myself getting too many visits from my teammates during the halftime break. Um, you know, and, and that is what it is. I mean, everybody's got gassed. Everybody's, you know, tired, regrouping. You're regrouping as, as, a, as an offensive unit. But but it is a lonely position. I found myself at, at times being like, hey, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm still back here. Um, but it is a lonely position uh, psychologically. And just in, in fact, you're by yourself for most of the game, if not all of the game. Your teammates seem to take it rather hard when you let in a goal. And seemed to own very little responsibility. Now, with that being said, my team did play hard. They played to win. Uh, we just, again, didn't get the job done. And it really comes down to a few things. I mean, when I look at myself and, and, and can only really control myself, is the idea that, yes, I played well. I, you know, I, I played very well in some games. As a matter of fact, I, I truly do believe I stole the quarterfinal victory uh, for my team. But at the end of the day, we didn't get the job done. I needed to be better. I, I, I quite possibly could have been better, uh, but I wasn't. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I look at this as a growth and training opportunity. Rather than sitting here and, and feeling bad for myself and, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, I look at this now as what I need to do, what I can do, and what I will do uh, moving forward. 
um, and kind of knowing what I, and, and the good thing too about something like this, especially as you kind of into training and, 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 you know, you're playing sports on the semi-regulars, you use these kind of things as measuring sticks, right? So now I, you, you kind of gauge where you're at condition wise, where you're at, um, you know, play wise, all of these things, they're metrics, they're, they're tools to help make you better. And uh, for me, I look at it, there's a lot of positives to be taken away. Uh, you know, I was still able to play all the games. I was not nearly as gassed as I had been in the fall uh, when we played the same tournament, uh, but I was a forward and uh, ripped apart my foot. Uh, you know, months of running on the treadmill, I've built back up some foot calluses. Still want to keep those going and make those as tough as possible uh, going into uh, quite possibly the next all-day tournament. I have to decide if I want to be in net again, if I don't, if I want to play forward, what I want to do, um, you know, and I mean, it's, it's always tough coming off a loss, right, and coming off, or and, and not really a loss, but in a tournament like that, a, a lack of win, and you know, and you, and you see it, and you're, you, you're often like, ah, oh, man, what could have been, uh, but I mean, there's only so far that gets you. I think that's the biggest thing to understand too is there's only so far that that kind of self-pity and and you know and you know pain gets you when really you have to just kind of suck it up and move on and I think the good things were this A came out of it relatively injury free um condition wise I mean if I had to play yesterday I probably could have played a game yesterday if I needed to play today it probably could play a game today uh, those are the kind of things I'm talking about, right? Back then, I was out a week. I was a week before I could walk properly, you know? So, yeah, I'm a little stiff and all of that, or I was yesterday, but, I mean, quickly, I mean, I was still picking up the kid, carrying her around, all of these things. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm very proud of that and happy when it comes of it. I was very happy with how I played. As I said, I could have been better. Gives me something to work on, something moving forward. Uh, but... Again, I, I, I knew going in kind of where some of my shortfalls were. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm not 16, 17, 18 anymore. Um, I also haven't played in net competitively at any level in 14, 15 years. So to be able to hang in there and with some of these guys that are, you know, within the league regard as the better players or better goalies and to be in there and hold my own. And if I'm being honest, I, I don't think in terms of goaltending I was ever outplayed um, by any of the goaltenders we played uh, never once did I feel like hey that guy got the better of me or I was the reason we lost um, I, I do feel and I want to give myself the credit there that there were a couple of games there was at least one game in particular that I felt like yes we won because of me um, and not to cut my team short my team scored the goals uh, but again, it's as the goal, you, you take pride in making those big saves when you need to, right? The ability to shake off letting in a goal, that ability to stand up and be like, you know what, nothing more is getting past me. Uh, there was one of the games we were playing, we were down by a few goals. And I knew, I'm like, as my team started to make a comeback, I was like, man, all right, just got to hunker down here and just stop everything. And yeah, I mean, it was tough. And there was moments when you're just like, shit, do I got this? And I mean... You got to do what you got to do. So, I mean, going into this now, and as I feel more and more comfortable where I'm at conditioning-wise and upping my training and upping my conditioning level, uh, kind of knowing where to work on, what to work on, you know, and, and what needs to be improved, what can be improved, putting in those steps. 
I mean, now the ball is 100% in my court, right? For a tournament like this, and as I as I told Jess, like I'm determined next time, no matter which team I play for, I, I'm determined to steal that tournament. I'm winning it next time, period. I'm going, and you know what? I've been kind of debating this back and forth lately with myself. Like, do I want to play in net? Do I not want to play in net? And and I mean, maybe it's just how I'm feeling today, but I, I feel there's a moment of redemption there. On any given day, any forward could be the best. I mean, especially by the end of the tournament, everybody's tired, everybody's exhausted. Anybody can step up and, and arguably steal that final game or final two games. But to be the goalie that just decides, you know, come the playoff round, be like, you know what, that's it, guys, get on my back. I've got this. I'd like to do that. And I felt there was moments within this tournament especially where that was within my grasp. And having it slip through my fingers, knowing I could have done it and had the ability to do it, uh, is is what's most disappointing. You know, it's not like I look back on this and say, oh, well, you know, this was the best we we're going to do. No, I, I, I do feel like it was within my grasp of being able to say, you know what, yes, I can steal us a couple of wins here in those later games. That dig deep factor. Um, and I mean, it, it all comes down to motivations too. Right? You can't be distracted. It's no different than I say with poker and my poker career and, and my poker playing and tournament poker and cash game poker. If you have other things you'd rather do, go do them. By all means, go fucking do them. And there were moments where, you know what, I kind of, you know, not to say, you know, disappoint my team, but yeah, there was there were some moments in those last couple games when, you know what, you're tired, you're sore, you're stiff, and you're just like, fuck. You know what? I get to go home, get to see the kid, get to, you know, hang out with Jess. Fuck, that's sounding pretty damn good right now. I've had a good day, gotten into some good exercise here, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty satisfied and content with, with heading home now. And that's not really the mindset um, that wins you tournaments I, I, of any endeavor, whether it be hockey, whether it be, you know, chess whether it be poker whatever it is it's not a winning mindset i'd rather be this or oh i've had enough or ah, I'm, I'm happy however this plays out that's not a winner's mindset and and that i think and that's what falls on me i have nobody to blame for that but myself i have to own that i have a responsibility there to accept that to recognize it and to move forward and and to overcome that you know, and I've been there before and we've all been there, right? It's not like if anybody's listening to this and they oh man, guy sounds like a fucking asshole. No, I'm being realistic here. We've all been there. There's, there's nobody that's ever going to convince me that they've been doing something and, and it, at a moment been like, you know, yeah, I would rather be doing whatever. Or yeah, they're already thinking about the next thing they're going to do. Everybody has that at some point. And believe me, it happens on a day-to-day -day basis. How many times are you maybe on the fucking treadmill and being like, man, fuck this. I'd rather be having lunch. I'd rather be having a beer. I'd rather be, you know, whatever. I'd rather be lifting weights or, you know, you're lifting weights. And you're like, fuck, man, I'd rather be sitting in the steam room or whatever it is. I'd rather be going for a swim. All of these things, they happen. It happens on day-to-day -day basis. It's how we deal with it. It's how we respond. And it's recognizing, recognition is such an important part of development, growth, and improvement that goes understated, I find, a lot. Now, 
it's one thing to recognize things. That's one big piece of it. But the next piece is action. Recognizing that action needs to take place and putting that action into place. Okay, well, how can realizing this is what has happened, how do I improve upon it? How do I change this outcome? How do I get a desired outcome? These are all the kind of things that you know you think about that that are part of this process that are that are all pivotal. As I've always said, it's all about process and routine. You have to have a process, you have to make it routine. And when it comes to, and that's anything. So when I've talked about skincare, when I've talked about education, when I've talked about poker, when I've talked about fitness, diet, whatever it might be, as I say, it comes down to two very simple uh, steps, process and routine. You know, it's no different than I say with poker tournaments. You have to put yourself in a position to win. And then once you've put yourself in those positions, you have to play to win. That's really it. Cooking. Again, process and routine. Cooking can usually be boiled down to a few very, well, not a few, but simple tasks put together to make something fantastic. You know, and if you listen and watch and learn from top chefs, from people that have been in the food industry, they tell you that. It's all about being able to put together a bunch of relatively simple tasks. You know, it's the simple task of doing this, the simple task of doing that, that creates something beautiful. You know, there's only so much, you know, we can do physically, mentally, whatever it is. It's putting those things together, right? And, And every kind of endeavor has those two sides to it. It has the mental side, the mental component, the mindset component, the getting in the right mindset, the being in the right mindset, the staying focused. I'm very hard on myself. I'm a very competitive guy. You know, people might say, oh, well, you know, if you're, you know, <clears throat> you know, it might be hard on it about how you feel about teammates or whatever it might be. I'm much harder on myself and I hold myself to just as I have not higher a bar. But... I put in that time. I recognize that, you know, I want us all to grow together. I want us all to improve together, right? It's not like I sit down after a game and, and just berate my teammates and then, okay, well, fuck you guys. I'm the best there is. And that's that. No, it's okay. Well, let's all have a, a discussion here. Even when I try, you know, when, when Jess and I sit down, we discuss things and we have a discussion about issues, right? It's about reaching a medium in which, there's an overall improvement made, right? If I, if I have some kind of shortcoming that's bothering her, it needs to be addressed, but it needs to be done in, an, in a productive manner, right? And, and it's, it's having those intelligent discussions. It's having those productive discussions and not making things personal, <clears throat> you know? And, and when it comes down to things like that, when I've had to have those discussions regarding poker, I remember the first time I even talked about playing horse, which is a mixed game event of all the uh, traditional limit variant games, uh, minus the low ball one, um, deuce to seven triple draw. But now I'm starting to see some horse events that are including that, uh, which is uh, nice to see. Um, and I think I even saw one which was um, toe. 
is a, an event I saw, which is uh, Triple Draw and Omaha 8 or Better, which is kind of a neat mix of games. I like that mix of games, uh, to be perfectly honest. I'd love to play a toe event. But I remember the first time I, I, I even talked about playing horse. And I looked at, and I was talking to my buddy, uh, Token Tony, and I said, uh, I said, you know, Anthony, what do I do here? I said, you know, I could probably play horses. Like, anybody can show up and sign up and play a horse event. And he's like, but do you actually want to do well or is it just to pass time? Because if you're going to pass time, play a game you're good at. And I was like, well, I think I'm good enough at Omaha and at Holden. This was at the time I had this conversation with him that I could do well if I get to those rounds. And I said, because I know a strategy in mixed games is to avoid your weaker ones and, and capitalize on your stronger ones. And he's like, whilst that is a strategy... He's like, I'm not going to lie, dude. You need to have a certain proficiency in all five of the games. So hold him, Omaha, Raz, stud, and stud eight. And I said, he's like, y y y you just have to. You can't not play a game and win at horse. Like, I, he's like, you would have to be the best player by, by a significant margin in those other games to not be able to... To, to have a game that you just can't play and win. He's like, it just wouldn't happen. He's like, all the mixed game players are good at those games. And he's like, so in, unless that's the case, like, no. And he's like, and I'm a believer in you, and I know your skills. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 no. There's some going to the drawing board time that needs to happen. And I was like, wow. Wow, talk about ser uh, serving me a slice of humble pie there. But he wasn't wrong. And as a matter of fact... It was the best thing he could have done. It was a brutally honest conversation that needed to happen, that I needed to learn from. And I mean, it was that dose of reality that it's like, yes, okay, wait a second. Now with that information, guess what? I am going to go out there and learn and practice and play and get in those sessions, get in that time, playing those games and master those games. I remember when I played my first ball hockey game this year in net it was a disaster an absolute disaster i think we lost like 13 to 4 or something it was it was bad and i mean i went in there and i told my team i said look i haven't played in net in fucking 14 15 years guys like good luck today i i don't know what to expect and and i and i said it, it and i told my buddy nick who's on my team and i said you know it comes down to getting comfort Again, getting in those reps, getting comfortable being in the net, I'll need a couple of games to do that. And within a couple of games, kind of start to find a rhythm again, find that comfort in the net. I mean, now, yes. I mean, some days you have an off day, but an off day now is significantly different than an off day at the beginning of the season, right? So it's, it's feeling and noticing that improvement is something big, but it was noticing, okay, well, where am I at Let's be honest with myself here. So that first game was an assessment game. Where the fuck am I at in terms of my goaltending abilities right now? In terms of what I need to be able to do, mobility, athleticism, flexibility, all of these things. Where am I at so that I know where, where we need to go to? I kind of have an idea of where we need to go to, but I don't know where the hell we're starting at. So once I discovered, oh, oh, oh boy, this is where we're at... Well, shit, we got some work to do, you know? So it's, it's putting in that time, right? And it's been doing the things, building up the endurance, right? Getting into that, as I say, that goalie shape, that hockey shape, that game shape. 
right? It's, you can, you know, lift as much weight or run, you know, miles, but it's getting into that proper shape, right? Tailoring your workouts, tailoring kind of everything around being in that proper shape to do it. Um, you know, and that's, that's been a big part of this kind of whole kind of winter and process is, is doing that, right? And as I said, I'm growing up playing hockey. It's a sport I love. I'm happy to be back in it, happy to be playing it. And yes, I mean, playing spongy this year, playing ball hockey, it's been great. It's been wonderful. Fucking loved it. Um, you know, and I think, and you know, and there are some differences between ice hockey and ball hockey. Of course there are, <clears throat> you know, but it's adaptability. It's finding a way to adapt. And, you know, as I said, I know what I need to work on, what I can work on and, and, and moving forward, how I can put, you know, implement those changes and, and take myself and take my game to that next level by the next tournament. I don't want there to be any doubt. If I'm not the first goalie taken, so be it, but I'm winning period. You heard it here first on the seems legit podcast. I'm winning that next world domination tournament period. And if I have to do it, if I have to score the goals too, so be it, but that's how it's going to play out, you know? So it's putting in that work now. Talk is cheap. That's the best part about talk. It's the cheapest thing you can do. You can, you can talk as much as you fucking want, but the consequences are kind of real, right? They're always, they're always visible. If you can't back up what you're saying, it shows, you know, I remember telling you, I'll be better throughout the season. I will get there. You know, and I mean, yes, it's, it, you know, life still goes on. And I mean, this isn't, you know, some kind of professional endeavor here. But no, I mean, there's a certain competitiveness, right? If you're going to sign up for a competitive endeavor, fucking compete. Show up to compete. So there's, there's and I say that about competitions. There's those that come to participate. There's those that come to compete. And there's those that come to win. There are three levels of competitors, in my opinion. And this is coming from athletics, educational endeavors, intellectual endeavors, speaking endeavors. I know when it comes to speaking competitions, you know, you're just like, hey, I, you know, you can recognize, even as a judge, you recognize the ones that are there to participate. You know, you made it through a few rounds, you get to a higher stage, well, you this is kind of, this is it now. So, okay. Then you have those that come to compete. Things go well for them. You know, a couple of other competitors drop the ball. Guess what? They have a shot. And then you have those that come to win. They show up and yeah, they are the favorites. They, they, they are a little bit ahead of the rest and the ball's kind of in their court. If they do things right, one of them should win. You know, that's kind of how it plays out. But those ones that come to compete, those are those ones to watch because they're the interesting ones because they're the ones that could step it up and then all of a sudden be like, oh, there it is. There's the win. That blew my mind, right? Or you get one of those ones, that's a competitor that's there to win but decides to take their foot off the gas a little bit. You know, and yesterday, did I see that a little bit in the tournament? Absolutely. There was some times where I felt other teams where I was looking, I'm like, man... You know, if we can get to that game, I think we have a real shot. You know, I want to get it to that step of, and I, you know, when I was younger, I was there. I would have been confident as hell being like, we got this. 
And that would have been playing forward or playing in net, whichever one. But, you know, so it's about recognizing that. Being like, oh, well, I'll get you guys there. I will get us there. It's who we see at the end. That's what we're, fi- we're going to figure out. But we're going to get to the end. You know, and kind of, so now, fuck, playoffs are coming up. They're around the corner here. And uh, so as we do that, as we get kind of geared up for that, you know, again, it's it's getting into that playoff shape now, that playoff focus. And what do you want for the team? And I, and you know what? As I've said, too, as you kind of step into a parenting role, right, it's about, you know, leading by example for, for your kids, for your nephews, for your nieces, whatever it might be. You know, showing by example that, hey, you know what? Here's Sonny still out there, you know, busting ass, you know, winning shit. You know, as I tell Jess, you know, winning poker tournaments never gets old. It never does for me. I said, you know what? And I said, as many as I've won at all different, you know, size of fields, it never gets old. So I never, I never stop enjoying winning. I said, I never do. And I said, it doesn't even get old when you win multiple ones in like the same day. It doesn't even fucking get old. Same thing for any endeavor. And, uh, you know, you start making some psychological excuses for yourself. And I found myself doing that a little bit yesterday even. You know, oh, I've got other things. You know, this isn't, you know, still rec league ball hockey. That, that's, that's, that's me being a shit. That's me being a little shit. I can admit that. That's me being an annoying little shit. That's my way of covering up that if I don't win... I can still sleep tonight. Well, yes, we need to do that sometimes. We need to accept, you know, how things are going to play out and and cope with it accordingly. But at the same time, that's all it is. It's a fucking coping mechanism. If you're not there to compete, what? well, then you're here to participate. Maybe don't play in that. Maybe don't have expectations for yourself. Whatever it might be. But um, regardless... No, I know where I'm at, where I need to do, where how I can improve, what I need to improve on, and that's that. So uh, regardless, um, you know, it's exciting. I, I, I was happy to do it again. Uh, very uh, happy. Uh, big congratulations to my bud Nick. He was on the winning team. Uh, and it's kind of funny because so his situation is, is a bit of an interesting one. And uh, he was, again, the last overall pick. And kind of in these draft style tournaments and I don't know the nicest way of putting it uh, so I'm going to try my best when you're the last overall pick it, it, it means you were basically assigned to the person that in that round had the last pick like all right now you get them right so the second last pick is technically always the last person selected what you there's two things to remember when you're the in those last in that last person. There's zero expectation. It is the most stress-free position of any draft. There is zero expectation. It's not ever to mean the last goalie. And, and sometimes people get, you know, they get a little annoyed by it. They get a little insulted. They get a little butthurt by it, being like, oh, well, you know, I was the last one picked. I don't want to be the last one picked. There's a certain strategy to picking teams and sometimes being the last pick can be beneficial. And in this case, for Nick, it was. If a team eats a pick and picks Nick up earlier, I don't know, and not trying to be mean here to to you know, to a buddy of mine, to a, to one of my best friends, in that I don't know that he ends up on the same team. Right? 
And all of a sudden, now you could be a situation where maybe you should have gone last and gotten on a better team than being like, ah, I wanted to fight and be a middle pick and being picked on a different team. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe we could use him. And now you're stuck playing against the better teams. For Nick, it was a very beneficial situation. He got to be on the best team. They won again. He's actually now two for two in these fucking tournaments. The fucker. Um, but anyway, uh, nonetheless, I mean, for a guy who's never played any form of hockey before, I mean, it's quite the confidence booster. And and, and it, you kind of need that, right? If, if you go into a new endeavor and suck at it and don't do anything, then it's like, well, fuck, why am I going to keep doing this? Um but one of the conversations we was having is, well, by next time around, you know, me, I wouldn't be the next overall pick. I should be picked ahead of this person or this person. That There's an argument for that. The problem with that argument, and I'm just saying this in general, not just on his case, but let's say you decide, okay, or you feel like, all right, I should be picked ahead of them. And someone agrees with you. Is the person agreeing with you going to sit there and say, well, wait a second. Are you better than any of the people that I would have picked on the best team? So if I'm the person, I had that first overall pick and my team is the best team. Like I can see it on paper that like, holy shit, this team is stacked. Do I for one second now say, well, wait a second. You now deserve one of these spots. I'm going to eat a spot here and pick you. Because, yeah, you might be better than some of the other lesser players, but are you better than the better players and risk losing one of them? And that's kind of where that kind of swallowing your pride has to come up. I long said that I was a wasted pick. When I saw, I think I went in the third or fourth round, I was like, whoa, that was a wasted fucking pick. What are you doing? I would have much rather seen that I had gone in the last round because I would have taken that, that here was a team that was not prepared to swallow a pick on a goalie and said, fuck it, I'd rather have those talented players and I'm going to gamble on it. Hopefully Sonny's around and I can get him in a later round. I would always take that in this style of draft. Now, coming at it from a player perspective rather than a goalie perspective, and if you look at it and you're like, wait a second... I know my skill set is not at the same level as some of these other guys, but I can be on their team. That's where you kind of have to be like, well, wait a second. It isn't the worst thing in the world for me to end up on one of these better teams by being the last pick. Because if I start moving up in the pick order, it doesn't mean I move up on the pick order on that team. It means I move up in the overall pick order. And in that case, it's like, well, wait a second. Hold up. I don't know that I should be, I, I don't know that I want to play on that team all of a sudden, right? Or But also it gives you a chance now maybe to improve whatever it might be. So for any of you out there that are kind of going through some of these situations, some of them is where you kind of get a little butthurt or insulted being picked last, hear it from me first. I would have rather have been the very last person. I would have rather been not that second last pick who is truly the last person that is picked by someone. I would have been the person that was assigned to a team. I will always happily take that. Always. 100% of the time. If I can go to a better team that has chosen to select, a, as, as a goalie especially, a talented group of forwards and defensemen in front of me, of course, why would you chew up pick eating me? Especially, I mean, to toot my, to toot my own horn here, yes, 
I do believe I give you, you know, a certain ability in net that, I mean, it's a steal of a pick if you do get, if you end up being able to stack your team and get me a net, then yes, that was fucking worth it. And, you know, so I think, coffee break there, I think as we um, move forward here and look forward to like the next tournament, for me, I would, I would be happy to see that. I would be happy if a team was like, ah, well, you know, they perceived it as, you know, maybe Sonny did, you know, maybe he choked a little bit. Maybe he did get gassed, whatever it was. And yeah, there was a gassing effect. Maybe there was a choking effect. Maybe I did choke a little bit in those two, in those last two games. Maybe I did. I can own that. I can admit that. Sure. 100%. And um, with that being said, and yeah, I mean, there was some early frustrations um, in the tournament and, you know, you get over that and then, you know, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, well, fuck it. I get to go home and be with the kid and, and hang out with her. We can watch some cartoons, chill out. I'm already sore. I'm tired. You know, my back's all kinked up. My neck's all stiff and sore. Fuck it. Why not? And, uh, you know, so now all of a sudden if it's like, well, shit, okay, well, Sonny, okay, maybe, yeah, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Why would I eat a pick? Let's let him stick around. I'm going to pick a better team. All of a sudden now, those teams that you could be playing on could be better. Right? If a team's going to take me with the first overall pick, for instance, well, now you've shoot, you've eaten a pick and let an offensive player go. So now you're playing against someone. Right? So you have to think about that. So, I mean, I look at it in draft perspectives... I'm never butthurt about going last because at the end of the day, fuck, if it means I get to play on a better team, I will always take that. Whereas when you get picked early, like unless you're like the second, third, or fourth overall pick, because then it means, okay, you were in that top echelon of player, right? And I mean, the second overall pick is basically you're the second best. And it's it's hard to get the two best generally in a draft like that. Um, unless... Someone had a, unless the other teams had a very distinct strategy, but then again, they're risking letting the two best or three best be on the same team. Um, but if you're going to be a middle, and I mean, especially for me being the luxury of playing in net, yeah, picking me first is a dumb, 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 dumb move. Um, because you've basically said, I'm going to give up to get, I'm giving up a lot just to have him and 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 that in a, in a in a one day ball hockey tournament is not a good idea um because as i've said it all evens out in the end all the goalies get tired you'd never know and again sometimes people can check out sometimes a goalie can choke you know goalies can gas um whatever it is so again i don't get butt hurt by it um and even as a player i wouldn't get butt hurt by it i mean Pick one of these younger guys for sure. A guy who's playing at the in the top division of the league, who's the, one of the leading you know goal scorers and point getters. Yes, you take him ahead of me because I'd rather be the hidden gem on the better team than being one of those. Oh well, we took you second overall on our team because we thought you were one. Well, fuck, but the rest of the team kind of sucks, right? And that's not to throw anybody. I'm just saying from an being able to field your best possible team you have to look and you have to strategize 
And I mean, I've always, you know, whenever I've done like fantasy drafts, right? You kind of have to think, okay, well, wait a second. Based on my positioning here and where I think other people might be taking picks, how can I put together a team that can give me the best possible chance of winning given these other circumstances? So uh, that's just something to think about. And something to kind of find a little bit of solace in is for any of you that kind of view as like, oh man, anytime I'm any draft style thing, I'm always the last one taken. Don't be butthurt over it. Never be insulted by it. Never actually want to go higher up. Take it. Own being the last one because guess what? You get to, now you know which one of them you're going to get to play on. You're like, okay, fuck yes. Like that team ate a goalie. So the likelihood now that they're going to get one of these guys or girls, one of these players, they've just chewed that up. They basically said, okay, if there's four teams, if there's six teams, they've basically said, I've given up on these five. I have said that these five can, one, all of these five can go play elsewhere. You know, so those are things to remember. And I mean, the guy who runs Ligia, I mean, he's, and he, him and I have had these discussions. There is a strategy to picking your team. A huge strategy to picking a team, especially when it's draft style. Right? So you just have a pool of players to pick from? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is a strategy involved. So that's a part of the mental aspect, again, of being captain. I remember, too, when I played in the one in the fall, our captain, I mean, he had a decent strategy. And, and I understood it. And I, and I was the last pick on my team. And I was like, fucking A, I haven't played ball hockey in fucking 12 years. You're damn right I'm the last pick. Ten I think 10 years since I played, at least. Um, and that was playing forward. Hadn't played net in years before that. But regardless. Um, and he's like, hope you're not insulted. And I'm like, why the fuck would I be insulted? And I saw our team. And I mean, the a big problem we had was A, I got badly hurt. As I said, I tore up the bottom of my foot. Um, but... Uh, the uh, other side of it is that, no, wait a second, you're fielding, you said, you were trying to put together a recipe that would give us a chance to win. And if I hadn't shown up so out of shape and my feet so badly out of shape, yeah, I think maybe things could have been different for us. You know, if I'm able to make a little more of a difference, then yeah, fucking A. So it is what it is. And I was like, no, I totally respect the fact that there was a thought process. And we had fielded a pretty good team. We had a good goalie, really good goalie. And uh, we had two um, two of the better female players in the tournament. And because it's a co-ed event. And we had a great group. We had a guy, you know, we had a talented kind of dangler, so to speak. Um, you know, I play, I, you know, I played that shutdown defense role. We had a guy with a boomer of a slap shot. And I mean, overall, you know, I, I felt like, yes, I, I understand the strategy here of the team you put together. So, I mean, there is thinking that goes involved in this. And as I said, if I, as a goalie, if, some, if a team said, you know what, fuck it, let's actually maybe try to disguise this a little bit and say, Hey, you know what? Let's leave Sonny. Maybe all the other teams are like, hey, maybe there's something here to be said. Okay, they're stacking up on players. Okay, we we need to start taking players too. And then all of a sudden you get left on the, and then the better team's like, all right, fucking A, now we take them with this next pick, right? So those are some things to think about. And, and 
I mean, I don't know how many of you out there listening to this, I mean, captain or picking teams for anything, but I mean, we talk about what we talk about here on the podcast. Uh, anyway, I do thank you so much uh, again for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Uh, and again, thank you for the continued and growing support. Um, it really means the world to me. So thank you again. Uh, all of you out there uh, means the world to me. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Posted some photos from the weekend. Probably going to be posting more throughout the week. Uh, some nice action shots of me and Net. Uh, so check those out once again on Instagram and Twitter at the dude Sunny D. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Take care and bye bye for now.